This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard. Alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Good day, everybody. Yeah, so, footy's back. Footy is back, and a two-man show is back already. But yeah. footy, footy's back, all-stars next week, starting to get... I know we spoke a couple of weeks ago, mate, on here, and I, and I wasn't feeling that the footy was coming. But now we start getting the bad takes. You know, the next X is coming. The next Slater's yeah, I, I here. I saw the next Billy Slater today. That was yeah, good. Yeah, other guys um, are training the house down. You know, players are getting in trouble. <laughs> um, yeah, footy season's back. Yep. I wonder what happened if someone physically trained a house down. I don't know. doesn't matter. Ask anyway. Michael Leisha. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I walked into that, didn't I? Um, yeah, but all right. So we do have a game this weekend. We're two games, actually, men's and women's, but we've got the uh, Indigenous V Maori All-Stars in Townsville. A uh, packed crowd of 25,000 expected at that uh, very schmick stadium that didn't get much use in its maiden year in 2020. Um, and yeah, I mean, the team list uh, for both teams have pretty much constantly been changing, but regardless of that, they are both teams... Uh, looking pretty solid. Yeah, the um, the Storm having all their players pull out, the Warriors pulling their players out. I mean, we could read this team list now and it'd be absolutely nothing like the team that takes the field. <laughs> How it feels. But like February 3rd, I thought they named the first team list and like nothing like the team that's, that's still being named here. Like, what is it? The I think the Indigenous All-Stars back lines remain the same and that's like the only thing. So that's yeah. fun. How's Isaac Luke getting a game? He doesn't play in the NRL. Yeah, and the disappointing thing for Isaac Luke is he's still a bench player. But uh, And also another tough look for, for your guy, Isan Masters, that he still can't. There's like 17 players out for the uh, the Maori All-Stars. Yeah. In the reserves. Well, he made yep. it, sorry, the long bench, sorry. The long bench. Um, had no idea Bailey Simonson had, Simonson had uh, Maori Heritage either. There you go. Yeah. Um, Are we going to bother go through the team? People can look at them themselves. No, people can look them up. No, no, yeah, we're fine. We're they changed fine. so but, um, much. Yeah, obviously, it should be a cracking game. As you said, that Indigenous backline especially looks pretty tasty. Um, Cody Walker being handed the captaincy for the second time. He lost captain team in 2019. He didn't play last year. Um, obviously, a huge honour for him. And, yeah, it's interesting to see how he goes. Like, I am curious just to see, like, you know, sometimes you give guys uh, like sort of that leadership role and it, and it kind of helps them elevate their game to another level. Obviously, he had confidence issues in the back half of 2019 after his origin uh, debut didn't go so well, but you know he played brilliantly for most of last year, and and you just wonder if maybe something like this could help really kickstart, a, a, you know, a, a kind of a memorable season for him. I'm I'm trying to talk myself into it. This game's always a little better than than people expect, I guess. Uh, that might be a bit of a taint from the previous All Stars concept, but the guys actually go hard in this game. So yeah, I, I always I do actually take this one as a bit of a genuine indication of form. A bit more than I took previous All Star games, so maybe your boy Cody walking fire up again. Yeah, well, it is interesting. Like, I mean, yeah, you 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 hear about like I was just I read today that Josh Kerr basically said he grew up like watching this game on TV when he was like I think the first one was in when he was fourteen or something. So he grew up dreaming about playing in this game. And I actually, not to name drop, but I spoke with Jonathan Thurston today and I asked him about this and I said, "Do you want to get to a point where this game is sort of like?" 
as big a deal for like as much of an aspiration for these guys as playing origin. And he said, 100%, he said, he said, there's a meaning to this game that you don't get even in state of origin. So we, we might end up with, with this game sort of really becoming a rusted on part of the calendar in the terms of the fact that people really do care about the result and people really do get behind it. And you're completely right. These guys do go hard in this game. I was watching some old tapes today from previous years and, and, and they're not going, they're not in second gear at all. Yeah, well, they Indigenous All Stars. That side's been around a decade now, which is people might not remember that, but it has been around what twenty ten the first game they played, and they played the the NRL All Stars and yep. later on the World All Stars. But this is only twenty nineteen was the first match against the Maori All Stars, and I think that's actually when it obviously it always meant something to the Indigenous community. But I feel like this one became a better contest was when that yep. happened because the World All Stars concept, like. There was there were some dodgy teams there. What was it in 2017? They got pumped 34. That dude to eight. that didn't that dude that signed for the Raiders and never played an NRL game played yeah. in the game. What was he his did, name? Uh, geez, that at center. What's that potato's name? Jordan oh, someone. Yeah, Harry Ramage is screaming at us now. Yeah, Jordan is, Turner. There you go. Yeah, yeah. He, like that. He, he hangs his hat on that. Oh, I got the worst signing of the year right. Like yeah, mate, he did. Count. And I, I I remember talking um with Campo about this like a couple of years ago because we were discussing sort of like. And my whole knock on this game as a concept was that the other team was a joke. Like it didn't mean anything. And it was kind of just like, yes, the indigenous stuff is awesome, but like there's not really any stakes for the team they're playing against. Whereas uh, you're right, since 2019, it feels like this game and this contest has really gone to another level. Like Nana McDonald played for the World All-Stars in back-to-back years. You know? That's not good. No, and like I like Nana McDonald, but... You know, in 2015, 2016, it wasn't exactly like he had a good a bit of his career a bit later than that. So it's not exactly like that was the guy who was killing it. But yeah, that, that concept moved on. We moved to what it is now. And the Maori All-Star somehow after losing all those Storm players. And if you missed that news with the, the border locking, the little lockdown, sorry, the the Storm had to, they lost what, James Tarmow? No, 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 no. He came in. What am I saying? He doesn't play for the Storm. Uh, they Brandon lost Jesse Smith, and Kenny Bromwich, Je- Remus Kenny and Bromwich, Brandon yeah. Smith, Jerome Hughes and Nas. And then they lost, and the Indigenous lost who? Josh Adokar. Josh Adokar. And Which I is think disappointing considering he, uh, how good he was in that game last year. But yeah, the, look at the teams now. And it also makes you realize just how far the games come in, in a decade. And I know the, the Maori side hasn't been around that long, but I still remember when we, we did see New Zealand Maori play games in the past and it wasn't a strong team and this is a team that isn't full strength already with the Warriors players pulled out with those six players pulled out and you've still got guys on that bench like Zane Musgrove will play every week NRL Asa Masters didn't make it in there the pack still got Fisher Harris Nakora Tapanay Jordan Ricky. like it's still a pretty decent team yeah I think that's usually the yardstick to look at with these rep teams, obviously excluding state of origin and Australia, but like, would this team compete at an NRL level? And I think this yeah. team definitely still would, Like, there are some great players in there. Like Joseph Manu and Dylan Walker is a great center combination. Um, yeah. DWZ on one wing, Patrick Herbert on a wing is a bit weird, but yeah. Um, and then, you know, <laughs> Jerome Luai and, and like Benji Marshall, the halves, CNK, it's not a terrible backline at all. It's not. And, and this indigenous all-stars side, I mean, the Indigenous, we've had special Indigenous players in the game for a long time, but even a couple of years ago, you could look back and see that there wasn't a great fringe around the side for a while there, and it, and it is there now. I mean, Chris Smith, again, is another guy. He's he's like the stalwart of this side. He's just been there forever somehow, <laughs> but he still gets a crack, and I'm proud of him still staying in there. But, 
you know, he's a, looks like one of the guys that sticks out in terms of not first grade quality and being like the only one. He's like their Billy Moore almost. Yeah, he's just still there. It's good, but I'm pumped for the game. It's it's hard to have predictions because I know the moment those six players were, were knocked out, and I think the amount, it was dollar eighty to two dollar favorites. There was a bit of people going, "I'll oh, go get all your money onto the Indigenous All Stars," but the market got suspended. But I, I think the Indigenous All Stars have a stronger side. But you know, it's hard to pick who's going to win these games. Yeah, it is, and and I mean, look at and people go, people look at sort of a paper mismatch, but you only have to literally go back to the last competitive rugby league we had, the State of Origin series, where no one gave Queensland a shot and they won. So, do they have yeah, Wayne know. Bennett in the sheds in the Maori team? So they snuck him in, <laughs> get him down there, <laughs> rev the boys up. I mean, last year the the Maori All Stars towed him. People people don't remember, and the teams changed a lot since then as well. But before that game, I didn't expect the uh, the Maori All Stars to certainly put a walloping on. So. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, you're right. It is a shame that I mean, those are some huge losses. I mean, it's pretty much the entire Storm forward pack that would have played for them. In well, that's yeah, their starting pack last year was like all Storm, so yeah, <laughs> unfortunate. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you look at it last year's Bromwich, Brandon Smith, Blair, Bromwich, Nakora, Corey Harrow, and Ira. Well, that's pretty damn good. But that team that's showing you how good this, like how much the Maori depth is and how much more cultures are playing this game when you, you see, you name those guys, plus they've lost um, uh, Takarangi overseas, Harry Norris not playing, Kevin Proctor's not playing, you know, countless players, and they still have a pretty decent side. So anyway, I'm pumped for it. And even, oh, Kalen Pong is not playing. And, and uh, that's been a bit of a relief for me, mate, because there's one of the famous podcast uh, videos is that bloody. Oh, yeah, that's where it came from, of course. Moving him, moving him to six. For, and then it was just going to be the, the best move ever. God, that feels like a long time ago. <laughs> Probably our most watched video until last week with the Coltrane. Yeah, the Coltrane might have, I don't know, he might have taken it. The yeah. Coltrane The Coltrane went like proper viral. I think it that's did. probably the winner. The Coltrane, yeah, I mean, Fox Sports weren't exactly nicking <laughs> us, this and uh, Caelan Ponger. I think that's like literally the last thing in the world they would nick. So. <laughs> Surprised they didn't try and sue us. Although we did have his old manager, manager contact That was us. great. Which, yeah, I mean, it, nothing says out of your depth more than Facebook messaging from your personal account a random podcast because they made a video that took the piss out of your client a little bit. And then it was like, give me a call. Here's my mobile number. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah, wait, if anyone's wondering, what? we did not give him a call. What are you going to do? Threaten us? <laughs> <laughs> Please take that video down. No. Yeah, no okay. Well, I, I do know that he'd watched that video. A bit irrelevant. But I had, do know he did watch that video and it got taken more seriously than what it's supposed to be. Oh, like sorry, sorry, Caitlin. That's obviously why his agent wanted us to take it down too. But whatever. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on past. I feel, I feel bad now. I don't. <laughs> yeah, well, you literally never felt bad about anything. So um, uh, maybe sometimes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, we do have some uh, some news to jump into. Um, so yeah, um, probably the biggest story of the week in terms of news coverage is um, the. Incident with uh, Michael Leisher and uh, Adam Elliott. Um, I mean, we're not going to delve into the rumors that have been going around about what's been happening, but the, the facts are that uh, Michael Leisher has found himself in a bit of hot water. Um, and Adam Elliott is apparently going to be uh, spared the axe by the Bulldogs uh, if he takes steps to ensure there is no repeat in the future. This is a funny one because there's been salacious rumors around mm. social media. And it's just like, you know, the rumors, uh, you know, pertain to, you know, when you tell, talk to a little kid about mummy and daddy and you say the word kissing, what yep. would you replace kissing with? What yeah, people yeah. would rumor this would be over kissing. But, but yeah, it's just, uh, rugby, this is just such a rugby league story. 
I don't know. This is going to sound bad. And I, and I, I don't understand what Elliot's done to be disciplined. He, he got caught kissing. I know what he did. That's not illegal. Yeah. It's not a crime. And Michael Leach is not even a teammate anymore. He's not in the NRL. Uh, I don't saying, understand why yeah. it's even like really yeah. exploded yeah. like that. And adultery know. is like part of the fabric of the game just as much as the play the ball is. <laughs> like exactly. you can't get rid of that from rugby league. But... Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, 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 it is a little bit strange that it got this much of a this much of a run just purely because like the guy who's done all the wrong things in the eyes of the law isn't even an NRL player anymore. And, and yeah. Elliot's not really a big name. And, I mean, it, yeah. it's a dick move what he did if it's true, but it's not a crime. Yeah. And then obviously I'm not going to, we're going to say, oh, but if all the Facebook rumors are true, then it's worse. Like, no, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're not going to, not going to go there. <laughs> no, I don't want to lose um, it myself, but yeah, it's, it's just a strange one. Like it is a strange, what, what, what Lysha claimed he accused her of his missus of like, uh, being unfaithful earlier in the night and then woke up to catch her. Just not very good cheating, is it? Like, it's eyes down footy. It definitely is. That's my concern with with Adam Elliott. Actually, you sit him down. Like, look, Awareness. Mate, we just want to see better, just bit of peripheral vision, mate. I'll just open up your vision, mate. Won't you see the whole field? Exactly. You know? You've got a bit of tunnel vision. You're playing in your corridor, mate. I just want you to see the whole thing and. You know, he's you asleep. You'll see the whole field, mate. You know, she, he's asleep. They've got a baby. The baby might wake up, wake him up, mate. You've got to, you've got to play better than that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, uh, next bit of news: um, Brett Naden has been stood down for four games uh, by the Penrith Panthers. Uh, he's already served a backdated one-month ban as required under the World Anti-Doping Agency. After he tested, <laughs> yeah, after he. Is a rough January for him after he tested positive to cocaine following a post-match drug test at last year's grand final. Yeah, I mean, of course he was going to get banned, or something was going to happen. I mean, all he has to do is sit out. Um, is he just sitting out first grade, or is it, no? He's actually banned. Sorry, I've got to hit. Uh, Naden will continue to train with the team and will be yes. eligible to play trial matches and reserve, reserve grade, grade during yeah. his absence. So there he's been go. banned from the pan- the top grade. And there's not even a guarantee he would have made that side anyway with how they've been talking and then no guarantee that he'd still be there. I think it's more bizarre that he hasn't found a way out the door since and they haven't punted him. But I guess they've lost so many players after thinking they'd keep every single one that they're keeping him. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, not much more to that one. Uh, so, uh, reasonably, I guess, in the grand scheme of things, a good news story for James Seguiara. It's been announced that his... Uh, doping ban will end uh, after 20 months, but it's backdated to when it's happened. So he'll be free to play on June the 2nd. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about his um, future as an NRL player. I know a lot of, lot of the chat about him has been that, oh, he's going to, you know, he'll be a hot property, but he kind of wasn't before the ban. Uh, so hopefully, you know, he obviously misses footy. Hopefully at least gets Queensland Cup as well as cut back. Maybe an NRL team would take a shot on him. But yeah, to, you, you know, I do feel sorry for him. He didn't do it intentionally, apparently, and that's what they what they what they've all said. It wasn't intentional, but whatever. Yeah, two if years, people if two people years. miss this, the tribunal found that um, the alleged banned substance uh, was was got into his system via a, a shared food blender in their house that contained residue of the substance, um, and that and that excuse has washed with the tribunal. So good for him. Yeah, I mean, if if that is the truth, I mean, it's a great excuse, by the way, if it's not the truth. That's why it makes you feel like it is the truth. Yeah. Because it feels like one of those things, you could come up with all these lies 
And that's too good of a lie for, for, for this group of young men <laughs> to come up with, the YKTR boys to come up with. So one of them's juicing. We knew, but we were one of the ones who isn't playing first grade, I guess. But just interesting that, that that's how it apparently got in his system and he's got away with that. But still, you got to serve your band, mate. That's how the rules work. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So, I mean, can you see a team going after him on June 2nd? I don't know. It's such a weak position in the NRL, but so many teams don't seem to address it. Like, so many teams, like the Bulldogs have just decided not to have a hooker for like five years. So, I don't know. Yeah, that, that's that's a good point. Like every year, like a good hooker comes off contract or gets signed, and everyone's like, "Why did the Bulldogs not sign him?" You know, Coruscant or McInnes or similar. It's like, oh, they're just sticking with Benji Marshall's brother still. Okay, so I don't know. I I don't know what'll happen, mate. Maybe there's injuries and someone gives him a shot in first grade, but I wouldn't count on it. Dragons with his mate Corey Norman makes the most sense. Maybe maybe backing up McCulloch. Uh, what is he? Because. June 2nd, I mean, you're pretty much halfway to the season too. I don't know if that's the type of player who gets signed that late in the year. If you're looking towards the future, I don't know. I guess, but uh, yeah, you're probably right. I mean, if they if they if they suck, then like maybe not. But maybe then there's like a a team that is in contention that needs like, it. Like maybe if what happened to the Raiders happened last year it happens to someone who doesn't have a Tom Starling waiting in the wings, maybe. And Maybe that's it, a team yeah, that'll put but, in a call. But is, is he currently like I'm a Segiara fan? I was. I was so happy when the Broncos got him. But is he currently right now better than the guys like Danny Levi and Nathan Peets, who are also like Levi's younger, but Peets is also thirty, and those guys can't get an NRL gig. It's a good point. So, um, well, he's I definitely got know. less miles than guys like Peets on him. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's a tough one. We'll see. He would happens. absolutely murder reserve grade though. Like that, that is true. It's just the way, like, Danny Levi's going to kill reserve grade this year, too. And if you guys don't watch an, a much of, like, Queensland Cup, the game's just a bit more narrow. It's narrow, but there's also more space, which doesn't sound like it makes sense, but it makes sense because the defense is lazy. It doesn't, isn't up as fast. You know, they're not as fit as first-grade footballers. But it's more narrow, so you don't need to be able to pass the ball, like, 15, 20 meters and, or be able to hit, like, you know, a half on the chest out wide because the line speed isn't as important or isn't as, isn't as high as first grade. You can get away with that. So guys who are really nippy around the ruck just gut up those levels. Like Manaya Charrington is a Queensland Cup stud. So Segiaro will be the king of whatever team he goes to if he goes to Queensland Cup. That's for sure. Up the Blackhawks? Is that a team? Oh, I don't know. Go to the PNG Hunters. Just do what you coward. Yeah. Actually, yes. Do that. <laughs> That'd be cool. Um, I don't know. If, I can't remember what they recorded last week. I think McInnes had done his ACL by the time we recorded. Uh, I'm not sure. But I know that since then, Ben Hunt has been named the captain of the Dragons. <sighs> Mate, Griffin has a lot of love for a Broncos side that wasn't very good. <laughs> like the 2013 Broncos he's reassembling was not a good Broncos team. <laughs> like he didn't make the finals. He didn't know what to do with Corey Norman. Ben Hunt wasn't starting. McCulloch was, but is it reassembled that lot? Okay. <laughs> if he yeah. was. I mean, anytime you can get the band back together. But like on thirteenth place, wasn't very good. Then yeah. <laughs> you got to do it, and I guess. I, I know the hunt captaincy thing. Like, I don't know. I don't know who is a good captain. Very often, till they are. I also don't know how much a captaincy really matters in the NRL. But it does feel like the kind of guy who probably I don't know if he really wants to be it. If you get me, and I might be wrong, and he might say he wants to be the captain, but just with his body language and, and the way he's spoken in the past, he doesn't particularly like to be the guy for mine. So maybe I'm wrong on that, but I'm not sure how much he'll enjoy having to front the media and do the other parts of being a captain this year. 
Yeah, he's, he's never struck me as that kind of guy. I mean, I've always rated him a lot higher than most people as a player, but yeah, yeah I don't know. Well, uh, I don't know who else it could be, really. Like, you look at that roster now, and it's a bit thinner than it has been in the past. Like, they're not going to give it to McCulloch when he just gets there. McInnes is out. You know, is it like maybe Tarek Sims? Is it they're like, no, Paul Vaughan's an idiot, even though he's a great player. So, like, I don't know. I don't know who else it could, could, could be. You're not giving it to Corey Norman. Yeah. No, that's probably a worse idea. <laughs> <laughs> probably. <I don't> <laughs> just give him a go. Who knows? Maybe it's what he needs to finally get his head on straight. Oh, my God. Um, The worst <laughs> idea of the year. Um, I'm so angry at this. I, it's just, my God. Yeah. Uh, New Wales Police Commissioner Mick Fuller has vowed to crack down on player misbehavior if he is appointed to the ARL Commission. Uh, he's quoted today saying, people should be careful what they wish for, which is exactly what you want, I guess. What the fuck is this? This is embarrassing. It is. It is. And the whole the whole garbage going on about, like, it doesn't matter if you're found guilty or not. Like, yeah, you do sound like a cop, actually. <laughs> this is an absolute... The charge is what matters, not the I guilt. let most of this stuff slide. I just laugh it off. But this is an absolute disgrace. It's a fucking embarrassment. It is. How is there no red flags to what he's saying? And then the best thing is, man, how he's talking about, you know, the employment it's not, you know, it's privilege, all that garbage you always hear. And he's, and he's talking about how um, in his employment agreement, you know, it's about damage to the brand and similar. It's like, mate, just Google the word New South Wales police officer and like arrested or charged or fa- found guilty or found innocent. And you'll find a whole lot of men who did the wrong thing and didn't lose their jobs. Shove it up here. Yeah. And let's not forget, this is the guy who like six months ago, like defended underage strip searching. Mm. So, is it really the kind of progressive mind we want associated with the game? Mate. I don't know. It's ridiculous. Yeah, the, I, the players' union should be up in arms about this shit. I don't know. Yeah. I've got some notes here. Let me just check those. Yeah. Okay, let me down here. Okay. Cops equals bad. Yep. There you go. That's just... <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my, my detailed notes. From... Did anyone ask Payne Haas about this appointment? <laughs> like, I mean, again, like police have a role now, society. We all know this, but come on, man. It's just very like most of the things Will Andy does are funny. This one's just disappointing. It is. It's just like do you, you really think that the solution to player behavior is a the very police? punitive cop? I don't know. I don't yeah, like know. why don't we treat this? Try and find ways to treat the symptoms of these things. Rather than again more harsher punishments, have we not learnt this through like all of society forever? Well, no. Like this is this is. I mean, what decade are we now into the war on drugs in most countries? And they just does, and drug use has never yeah. gone down at all. We just get and then we'll you just look get, at countries that have embraced decriminalisation and and it's proven to work. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. We'll just, just get madder at the players and they'll stop messing up. Yeah, that's definitely what will happen. Mate, uh, they're young men, a part of a society where young men make mistakes. I'm not trying to make justifications for all of the player behavior off the field, but that's just going to be a part of what sport is. It just is, and it's not just this sport. Like, you look at other sports, and we're particularly good at punishing players in our code anyway, but other ones, no one gives a shit, so no one gets punished. Like, there's, there's a dude who beat his missus who's playing in the Australian Open, and no one cares. Yeah, isn't that weird that no one even knew about that? Because I had to correct a few people when that guy played Djokovic and everyone was like, oh, hope Djokovic loses. And I'm like, no, actually, this guy is a worse bloke than Djokovic. Yes. So, oh, terrible. Exactly. Like, yeah, 
whatever. We don't need more. Like, I, that article was concerning in general, actually. That it was the, honestly the tone of it is just worrying. You could see the difference between culture. I'm not trying to say it means anything, but it's just quite funny. They're talking about in that there's they mentioned some tennis officials who were like covering things up for the player was their job. It's like okay, <laughs> we're hiring more police. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying we should cover things up, but it's just funny. I don't know, man. It's, uh... Just, just terrible. Just, just a really dumb thing. To, ugh, anyway, um, yeah, for what you wish for, Bungard. For, yeah, Jesus. But what? Like, I also don't get that either. Who wish for what? <laughs> yeah, what do you mean? Uh, what you think the misbehaving players are wishing that you come on board and like dole out ridiculously heavy-handed punishments for things? I don't think they are. Yeah, it's good. It'll, it'll, it'll fix it, mate. It'll definitely oh. fix all the behaviour. Yeah, obviously. Maybe he gets uh, in a room and yells at him. <laughs> that'll, that'll, that'll go well. It. That'll do it. You've been uh, very bad boys, and I'm, I'm sure Anthony Griffin's in favour of it. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, <laughs> uh, so there's the Cameron Smith saga rolls on. Mike Lennis has popped up today and said he believes Cameron Smith will be at either the Titans or the Broncos this season. Um, did you see Mal, Mal Meninga at that press conference today? Yes. Uh, he wouldn't be a very good poker player. I haven't said a word to Cam. Actually, I don't even know a Cam Smith. Who is Cam Smith? <laughs> Are you coaching him for the Maroons? For me? no, that was a, that was uh, Cooper Cronk. Actually, there was t- no, no, no. I never, never don't know who the, don't know who you're talking about. And it's, you should <laughs> you should ask uh, Kevy about him. I don't know who he is. Speak to Kevy about him. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yeah. I still do think he'll end up at the Titans, which is quite funny because I think the bookies are thinking that as well because the Titans are like fifth or sixth favorite. They're fourteen dollars right now to win the competition, um, equal with Parramatta. So um, I think, and you know, bookies are really wrong about things. So. I, I do still think he's going to end up at the Titans. What do you think? Uh, I have no idea, but I'm enjoying it a lot. I am, I'm Thanks. currently reading Cairns' book too, so I'm about halfway through that. But I've all, And I've mentioned on the podcast in, in the past, I've really enjoyed how he's just never given the media what they want, and it's, and it's bred hate for him from, from media, and it's definitely like bred... We've all seen it, mate. Other guys can mess up or be part of something, and they'll be called good blokes in two years, and you'll forget about it and move on. But the media still hammer him about being part of the cheating. Like it's all him, not the rest of them. Like Billy's in the media. He's a good bloke. Yeah. But it's all Cam. But so I just love that, how much they hate him. And this is another instance of like, people have the shit. I think it's hilarious. The whole thing. Like he, he turns up in training in their colors <laughs> near, their, near their stadium. It's so funny. <laughs> it takes a photo with some random dude. I hope he turns up in Brisbane training in Maroon next week. I would love that. <laughs> just him and Darius just kicking field goals at some park. Yeah. And it's I'm, like, I'm in on it. And I, I spoke to a friend of the pod, M. Sprouster, and, and one time guest host. And she, what she said is, and it, I thought this was funny, but she didn't want to see, she could copy him, doesn't want him at the Broncos, but could copy him at the Broncos. It'd be weird seeing him in a Titans gear because there's like no prestige to that jersey. Yeah. It's just interesting because I actually do feel like the jersey has no prestige either, but it's got to, if, you know, maybe this brings it. And I think Mal, like, I would, I would doubt at him. But he's done a good job there, and it's it's an easy job as well, signing good players. But other people fuck that up. It actually is a <laughs> lot like it is actually is a lot like the Brady to the Tampa Bucks thing. Like if yeah. he goes to the Titans, yeah, yeah, it's like um, he, and it's pick, and he wouldn't like it's the right off season for that as well. He wouldn't have gone no no god no chance in hell he would have gone there a year ago, no chance. But I'm hoping you know Kevy's on the phone all the time. We'll try. There's a, there's an obvious need at Brisbane as well. But I, I, you know, 
I just want to see him play again. And I'm enjoying the whole saga. If he doesn't play again, I'll, I'll be okay too. But I hope, like, if he doesn't retire, the story will not die. <laughs> all season, be like, a hooker does his hammy. They're like, ah, yeah. <laughs> and I, and I, I love that um, usually we kind of ignore the trading down the house stories, blah, blah, blah. But because this one's about to be to Pango, you've put it on the rundown. Oh, mate, no, this is this is more than training. I just thought this was an interesting story. If anyone wants to read this one about the interview that um, he gave Peter Bedell, and obviously it's been around since. But it's just, um, I always enjoy this when, and it happened with Jake Friend a, a decade ago as well, when players actually experience like a few weeks of working like the rest of us. And then they kind of realize, oh, this actually is a privilege. Because, you know, very often players will bitch and moan about their pressure that under the media, all that shit. Go work a job that you that your skill set is appropriate for outside of footy, and then we'll see. That's what I enjoyed this story. So uh, Pangone went and worked at a nursery of all goddamn things, a plant nursery. And he was doing training, working in the nursery, and then training again after it dropped like seven or eight kilos and went on how it was like the worst period of his life. It's like, yeah. Imagine, imagine going in to buy a fern and Tavita Pango's there. Yeah, that's that's a better way. L- listen, Mick Fuller, put that in your book there. Yeah. <laughs> Make it all work. Flower power. We'll, we'll, we'll do a deal with flower power. Sponsorship for employment. We'll force, I don't know. We'll do something. We'll I do like this. Instead of getting suspended from now, you have to work a shift at flower power. Yeah, but that's it. But he, um, So what, what happened, what also interesting, and I'm interested that it got allowed too, is that the final chance was that over this off season, I didn't, I knew they stripped his salary, but I didn't know how it worked, but they actually didn't pay him as a footballer for that period. So his only income came from working at the nursery and he trained as well. So he's working on his bills, his footy mortgage, all that kind of stuff with the nursery. I just think it's interesting that he's put to that burner and he has like he stayed at the club and responded. Many guys would have packed their shit up and left. I remember when you remember when Todd Carney first time at Raiders when he got punted, he wouldn't agree to not drink for a year. Yeah, and he would rather be sacked than not drink. Like it's just interesting. So you know, obviously I'm always big on Pangai, but I am definitely doing. I said at the bunga the other night, I'm doing some die for Pangai shirts this year. I don't care if I'm the only one who buys them, but yep. die for Pangai. <laughs> Are we repping it on the podcast? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, you should. And and good for you. If if you can't believe in Tavita Pango, what can you believe in? Exactly. Somebody better? No. Nah, it's a no one. Silly. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that's all the news for now. Um, got some housekeeping stuff to get into before we go any further along. I mean, we mentioned to you guys last week. Um, that's uh, some Patreon changes will be coming. Those changes are still sort of in in the in the works. I mean, we we started spitballing on on some things. You and I have both had some ideas on how we can improve the system. For this year that one thing that we will be doing though is um we will be running a tipping competition this year before you roll your eyes and tune out it's not a regular tipping competition we pick all the games it's 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 this system that mitch and i played for several years that a bloke we know uh ran where you pick one game a week i'm going to make a video actually explaining the rules everyone who's a patreon subscriber will get a free entry uh and uh into into this tipping competition that's actually the only way you can be a part of it um and we will have some really good prizes this year. I think we're going to end up having grand final tickets and a, probably a club jersey for the for the top couple of people, depending on how many uh, runners we end up getting. Obviously, uh, with everyone with everyone in the Patreon getting an entry f- just included with their Patreon pledge, that's already a pretty healthy number. But um, we'll be looking to get a few more um, as well. Um, yeah, so 
uh and mitch anything you want to talk about in terms of like other things that we're looking at doing you mentioned the shirts there but we're going to look at trying to incentivize people's subscriptions by rewarding them after x number of months with, with a free shirt and things like that and we will have a merch store as well at some point yeah so we are you know we're trying to give it back a bit more this year to, to the patreon subscribers and those are the guys that you know really keep the show going after all after all these years but as you mentioned, tipping comp, we haven't got a name. We need a catchy name for that still. Well, I, I, I mean, the Coltrane Cup just feels natural. It feels like I like it too. Uh, and how it works, Bungard will explain and go over it. But essentially, yeah, you said one team you pick a week. It's really good. It's high it's stakes. Awesome. It's so much more fun than a regular tipping comp because so, you don't have to sit there and like hope the Roosters and the Storm win every week. You only have to hope they win like twice each throughout the year. Yeah, I can't remember why I didn't do it last year. I think it was just the money. We stopped, and I was like, the guy stopped running it because it was too much work for him. Was the before, yeah. <laughs> That's why we didn't do it. No, I think I stopped the year before it ended. Oh, yeah, you packed it in like the last year. We actually did it properly. You just yeah. didn't tip after the first week. I don't know why. But, no, I, I um, was never in it, but like, I um, like that's it. But anyway, anyway. So it's, it's good fun. And we're also thinking of something that, you know, we'll set a line. There'll be prizes for the top guys and then probably do something if you beat me and Bungard because we can't win the prize, obviously. Obviously. We'll still be in it, but, you know, something if you beat us, you'll get. I don't know. We'll figure that out. We'll talk. We were just talking about this yesterday. Maybe, you know, against some more merch or something else. So there'll be the aim to come first, but also the aim to beat the boys. I literally lost this comp one year because of Asada. I'm still not really over it. Yeah. Was that the year I came second? Yes, because I'd penciled in like, cause the one I'll explain. There's only like four rules. Basically you have to pick every single team at least once throughout the entire year. You can't yeah. tip any team more than three times. A couple other little rules, but that's about it. So I hadn't tipped the sharks all year in 2014 cause they sucked. But I penciled in like round 24 at home against the Raiders, who also sucked, um, to be like my Sharks tip in like round 25. And I think like three days before the game was when Asada dropped the hammer and suspended all their players and they lost by a thousand. I was like, ah. I, I didn't win on four and against. That yeah, year. that hurts. That stinks. Which is fine. But I, I had to pick, who did I have to pick? And it was really late. Oh, I had to pick um, in the last round. I think I had the Dragons left. Yeah. Uh. And they got pumped by the Knights and I uh, lost the thing on for and against some memory. But I, I, I remember that I picked the Sharks and one of their wins. It was one of yep. those years that what, we don't usually go that hot. No. But it was, yeah, uh, I, I ran, I, had, I missed, I got like two games. From yeah. I remember that one of my proudest moments in this, in, in this game was because again, you have to hit one at least every team at least once throughout the year. I picked the Knights the one week they won in 2016 against the Tigers. That was the yeah, league I picked them. I did that very, as well. We very both pleased that, with that. But yeah, um, um, we'll put a video out sometime probably next week just explaining how that works. And if anyone wants to join, all you have to do is join the lowest tier Patreon, $2. Away you yeah. go. And so, and also it works. You have to pick a home and way equal split as well, isn't it? Correct. One yes. eight, well, we'll explain it. Not all equal way. split anymore, but it's, it is equal split. Sorry. It's 13, 12. Well, how many, I don't know how many rounds are this year, but yeah. There you go. But equal split. That's, that's good fun. And then we're also looking at um, another, not a, not a competition, but a new segment we're looking at. And the name is still rolling around the tongue, but probably going to be called Rookie Takes or, or similar like that. And I know over the years we've enjoyed eating on bad takes, facing on bad takes here, but essentially we're going to look at doing that for the whole year segment end of the episode once a week and uh, we'll have the the rookie takes of the week so we want you guys to submit them in anyone could submit them so you know you, you you'll see for example this week the McKinnis McCulloch stuff from Paul Kent terrible but also you could see on Facebook and see someone named like Gareth Witter but hooker also terrible some nominations we want to see and every week we'll give a three two one on Patreon yeah. to the worst and at the end we'll have like the rookie take of the year the yeah. worst so for take example of the year. this week's Take was that rugby league page that said the Daily Telegraph was too left wing. Like that's oh. winning this week. Uh, it's not even. I don't think there's even an argument to be made for anything else. Yeah. 
So we're kind of crossing off. It sort of didn't happen of the year, but a situation like that, we want submissions with screenshots or videos or similar. Yeah. The worst take. And then we'll, we'll end up doing like a, a pool. We'll get the best ones of the year. Then we'll do end of the year. We'll do an episode of the winner of the worst take of the year. And hopefully we get them on the show. <laughs> I'd love it if, we, if it's someone who's a good sport, we probably can. Yeah. But if it's someone, if it's like a, like Mark Latham, we can't. Yeah. Or if it's like someone with a bit of thin skin, but. And we might, and if we can get, because we want them submitted, so maybe we'll give something to the winner of the, the of the worst take of the year. The, the, the submitter might get something as well. The submittee. So, no, so, no, so no. If no. The, so, if, yeah, so if there's like a terrible take that there's 15 of us have seen, first one in, mm. that's your submission. Yep. Uh, before we jump into questions, I will give a quick shout out to the people on the top two tiers of our Patreon. Um, you will all be in the tipping comp, as will everybody on the lower tiers as well. But uh, they are Bert Andrews, Dave, Carlo Tyson. Ben Wallace, Cam Beswick, new 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 to the top tier. Welcome, Cam. Thank you for your support. Uh, Dan Cullinane, an anonymous backer. Frankie, Harvey G, Jace G, Jason, Josh Brandon, Leon, Maddie Jenkins, Maddie McP, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins, Never Trendy, Old Mama Bear, Roxanne Clark, Simo, Ty, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, Warwick Ahern, and Wayne Ritchie. I think I sorted them alphabetically instead of by time this week. So it, it gave them in a different order. If you were used to having your name read out at a certain point, I apologize if I mildly threw you <laughs> off there. But uh, you know it's you. a live read. <laughs> yeah. But uh, thank you for your continued support. We wouldn't yeah. be doing this without you. And now, without any further ado, let's get into the questions. Are you serious? Yeah. We're going to have any questions. So questions only on Patreon this week, just because we've um, it's just me and Bungard. We only have a certain amount of time this week. Sorry, <laughs> what happens? But over on, over on Patreon, maybe we we'll time for one from Twitter. One we, from don't Twitter. we don't know. We don't know. Do we actually put Twitter questions out? I, I did like five minutes ago go. from my own uh, account accidentally. Go. <laughs> got roasted. Got roasted by Edwin. Then had to delete it, and then he posted the same response to the podcast account, which is a, which is currently ratioing us quite badly. Oh God! So yeah. that's, that's good for me. Uh, we probably should just delete it. In fact. We should just delete everyone. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll go over to so questions over on Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies. First one from a good friend, Andy Valente. Now, this one I don't I don't get, but he says, why do you hate Twitter so much when it was so what? much walk got you started? Are you secret Facebook shields and desperate attempt to discredit our fearless leader, ScoMo? <laughs> so am I guessing this is because we said we weren't going to answer all the Twitter questions yeah, it's anymore? It's because we don't like Twitter. It's because we like the people who give us money more. And Correct. we only have a certain amount of time. Twitter is a good and terrible thing at the same time, but I still like Twitter. As you said, it, it definitely is a lot of our start. It's only, we don't read questions from Facebook or Instagram. It's definitely where a lot of our fans come from. We don't hate Twitter, but as you said, it's the benefit for those who, who pay and support the podcast, get their questions answered. And I mean, we might've been one of the only podcasts left that had more than 20 questions submitted that read them all, you know? Yeah. You find Shut another po- you find another podcast that reads all their Twitter questions, and I'm talking like more than three, yeah. And then we'll see. But that's it. We're still going to pick through them. But when someone asks us 17 questions a week, we're not going to answer all 17 of them. It's true. It's simple. Uh, Frankie says, "Seggy being allowed back early. What did he do again? <laughs> so Made himself like, a smoothie, mate. That's all he did." Yeah, he said, "Given there's like three good nines, you think a club goes for him, and who would?" Yeah, well, we, I mean, we talked about this earlier, but like, I think the scenario that makes the most sense, unless it's the Dragons, which obviously makes the most sense. Um, uh, I think that I, I think it is a club that's in the sort of mid, like that six to ten range, pushing for a finals berth, who gets an injury at that spot. I think yeah, that's actually, probably most likely. I, I actually like your Dragons pick now after yeah. you said that because it, it seems make, most likely, doesn't considering it? Considering the even if like, McInnes is out of there next year, but they've lost an op, a depth option at that position anyway. 
So that does make sense. Um, what did he do? Well he, well, he wasn't cut short early. We've already been over what he did, but they backdated it, which I don't mind in this instance because obviously he's backdated when he wasn't playing. Like he wasn't playing anyway. So June, he's, he's allowed free. Uh, next question. Seymour Butts. There we go. Good. <laughs> Mitch, are the Broncos in danger of becoming the most inexperienced team this year or are they already? Sorry, or they already are. What's Kevy's plan? Culture alone doesn't make a winning team. Okay, so I guess I'll, I'll ask an answer. They're already the most inexperienced team in the competition. They were last year, but that only lasts for so long. But they, they had the most young players, all that kind of jazz. They didn't really bring any experience in that's going to play first grade. They brought in a lot of average experience last year. Like Ben Teo, Isaac Luke. Isaac Luke's on a training trial still, but Teo got signed. They've got David Mead back, Dale Copley there, who won't play March 1st. Um, they, they're in most inexperienced. I don't think it really matters that much for them at the moment anyway. Um, Kevy's plan. I mean, Kevy's plan is to rebuild the club and win some games. And, and he says, cultural owners make a winning team, but it makes, it's a whole lot of the way there. Like, I just, I think, and I'm surprised I'm saying this, a lot of the right things have been done this off season that all things that I agree with are happening. Like I do believe Pangai starting lock round one, for example, to making Pat Carrigan earn his spot in the team rather than anointing him. Ignore his fantasy stats. He's got a lot of issues in his game, especially defensive side of the ball. But they've been eyeing those out and it'll make him eye them out. But I do know he's delegating a lot. And that was the only way it was going to work for Kevy, in my opinion, as the Broncos coach, was being, you know, the cultural leader in one sense, but inspiring and leading and letting other guys like a Terry Madison and a John Cartwright. People might laugh at him as a head coach, but these are good assistants. Let them do their thing. And I know he's really broken away from what they were doing the last couple of years at the club, like maybe overswung to get rid of like, you know, presentations and the heavy level of data and all that grinding, but got rid of a lot of that to just try and get the joint happy again. Cause happiness is a big part in footy and, you know, the Broncos with a half decent culture, again, people want to go there. People will queue up to go back to Brisbane if they're in the right shape. Just how it works. So I think that oh, is. Oh, yeah. They're, they're a destination sense. club, even yeah. when they suck. So, yeah. But, yeah, we'll see what they do. I mean, he's, he's you know, he's not got the full control. He's got his hands on the wheel. He's not in fully the full control Seabold had. So we'll see if the, if the team in general makes a better makes a better decisions this year. Uh, Jace G said, in the conversation of the great rugby league names, where does Tigers half Jock Madden rank alongside other greats, such as Tex Hoy, Billy Magulius, and Brogan McChrystal? Brogan McChrystal is incredible. I want him to somehow be good at South. He's in the Harold Mats, I think. Um, so I, I want that to happen. Um, disrespect for my boy Phoenix Crossland, who sounds like a fucking Final Fantasy character. I think that's currently the best name in the NRL. Uh, Kobe Hetherington is an unfortunate name for a hooker. Name is someone who refused to pass the ball. <laughs> Just refused. So he's bad. That's not a good one. I don't know if I really like Jock Madden that much. It sounds like a, an average TV show character. No, but it's, it's almost John Madden, though. That that's good. That's a good point. But Phoenix Crossland's up there, as you said. Tex Hoy's a great one. I mean, Bradman. The Knights have a lot of a good names. Tex Hoy, Phoenix Crossland, and Bradman Best are all fucking great. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. There's a good one at the Ipswich. Sorry, Ipswich Jets right now, and I've totally forgotten his name. It's like something ten in his name, but his last name is Ten. Yeah. Oh, I can't. I might be wrong there though. I have to look. I've forgotten now, which is great that I'm saying this on air. But when I remember in a minute or two, or when I've looked it up, we'll, we'll go back to it. Next question, Bert Andrews. Will Connor Watson to starting lock work? Why or why not? Um, yes, I, I, I mean, 
I think it's fine. I think it's their best option. I, I, well, actually, no. I, hot tie. I still think their best option there is Mitchell Pierce. But um, no, no. Starting thirteen. Oh, so I thought you said hooker. No, and I was very confused. Starting lock. Oh yeah. I mean, the lock role when played by a lot of teams is kind of like that sort of mobile roaming guy. I mean, usually it's not done for eighty minutes, and I doubt Connor Watson will be playing eighty minutes in that position. But we've seen. We've seen undersized guys play that roaming 13 position and make it work. So, I mean, as long as the forwards around him are, are aiming up, and when you've got guys like Clemmer and Saifidi who are massive meter eaters, then it's not beyond the realms of possibility to think that they can. So, yeah, it's a cool idea. I mean, I like the idea of getting another playmaker on the field and helping helping take some of the pressure off Kalen Ponga. So, yeah, fuck it. Good, good on Adam O'Brien. Be fun. Yeah, look, my opinion on this is different now than it would have been 24 months ago or even over 12 months ago, the game evolves and shifts. And if you're not trying to change what you're doing or do something new, you'll never get to the top. Like if Adam O'Brien's just going to do the same thing everyone else is doing, not going to go to the top. But also the new rules made the game a bit faster. Not saying it opened it up, but it made it faster that you can't carry as many big guys around the middle. I'm interested to see how it goes. And early season is always when you try these things. You give it like five or six weeks. If it fails, you just do something else. Like he can still, if he if he can't stick with the rigor of the of starting there and the physicality of starting there, he can still do what he was doing last year. Come off the bench and make it work. Like, I mean, we're, we're living in a world that the like jersey numbers don't matter that much. Like in a world that Michael Morgan was doing that role in Origin, and just because he wasn't wearing thirteen in the start, no one seemed to understand that was happening. It's fine. Yep. And you know, maybe it works. As I said it's a bit more creativity. A guy who things like he'll be a good support player for offloads, claim offloads more now anyway. Jaden Braley's not the most creative dummy half. They're they're lacking, you know. I, I think Mitchell Pierce tries to do too much, and I've always thought that they don't mind it. And if it doesn't work, figure it out. I do think their best locks Tyson Frizzell, but that's a discussion for another day. I've had enough Frizzell fights. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cam Beswick says another one for Mitch. I'm Mitch. He says, Mitch, how worried are you about Tom didn't leave the Broncos or about the future if he does leave? I'm past the point of worrying about losing players. I mean, he's nowhere near as good as, as David Fafita, who you already lost. So who cares? But it's just like over the last decade or more. He's also not as good as Ash Taylor, who you also lost. So yeah, I think he might be better than Ash. Ash Uh... was when Ash left at that point, that year or two he had fantastic player. I think Dearden's going to have a really good year this year. But, mate, we've just – you can't get attached to these players. You just can't. I know I am attached to some of them, but leaving is genuine possibilities all the time for a lot of these guys, especially when they're good young talent and especially when the the, the team isn't going very well. Like, we yeah, lost the you, you Yeah, you rarely get those. I mean, the Broncos are kind of different because, like, they had so many great players for so long. Like, you never, ever had to worry about guys like Darren Lockyer or Sam Thayday leaving, for example. But even then, you still lost – Israel Folau, Carmichael Hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, let's. Uh, who else? Who Who else is as, as big as those guys? I'm trying to think. Mate, you said Ash Taylor, mate. Berwick fucking Barnes. Like I know, <laughs> yeah, true. A, but like you know, he was at the Broncos. Like I don't know, and another guy he didn't kick on, but you know, Corey Norman got poached at one point. Lost Ben Hunt when he a million dollar player at that time. Like the Coltrane. This the Coltrane. Yeah, there you go. But this this is a club that loses a good player every year, pretty much. Like, Jaden Sewer. And if they don't go from first grade, they're going from that the the you know the lower level. Corey Allen, and we all and we always hear about you know missing out on Billy Slater, Cam Smith, you know there's uh, Simkin down at the the Tigers now they got posted. This is just the reality of it for Brisbane and Tom Dearden. And they've got I think they've got to lock him up, but 
this is the, these are the scars that we've been left with post our unhappy that lot was last year. Like none of these young guys resigned last year. So um, like I want to see another year from him before I get worried about whether he's leaving or not. I'm also not a Broncos fan, so I won't worry. But yeah. I think I think I think it's not 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 make or break's not the right word, but I think this is the year he's got to show us something something extra. Yeah, I I, I do rate him a lot, but um, yeah, we'll see. But the this Cowboys thing's funny. I. I a, a uh, insider friend I won't name huh. told me they were going hard at, at him, obviously the Cowboys, and said they had Thurston come up there and, you know, really talk to him about the joy and get him inspired and talking about, how, you know, talk him into going there. It's like, oh, so, hey, Tid, do you want to come up here and waste 15 years of your career till we put a good team around you? <laughs> What's the Thurston experience? He is so, super young as well. And I was like, hey, man, look, do you want to come up here and waste like 15 years and then finally win one and then have like people thinking, fuck, you won one premiership as a starter your whole career? You Yeah, like he debuted two years ago <laughs> and he could still be playing Soda Cup this year if it existed. So, yeah, so if like, yeah whatever. Like, if he goes, it'll be for big money and that's just what whatever happens. Like. And you can't really blame him at that point. And plus, if he's only 19 at the moment, so you can, he could leave you guys for big money and come back in three or four years' time. If he's gone, he's dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, like, I hope they... Uh, and I will try and use some of the McCulloch money to to bring forward some of these guys I want to re-sign, being uh, Coates, Stags, and and Dearden. And that's a smart way to do it, which has not been the Brisbane way recently. But they went from locking up all these youngsters for too much money for too long to not being able to get them to, to commit last year, which isn't a great sign. But they got it, for me, they've got to prioritise Dearden and Coates. I know Stags, everyone loves Katoni Stags. I'm a fan as well, but I think Coates is actually genuinely... Like, he hasn't played enough footy... He's been injured and whatever, but I think he's a genuinely special player who's like on the precipice of being one of the best backs in the game. And that's the guy I, w- I want us to lock down him and Dearden first and worry about stags later. That's what yeah, I Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, but the good thing for Brisbane is that almost the entire team's off contract. I know it's a bad thing for those three, but the good thing is for they have a lot of freedom this year. Time to clean house. Go. Yeah. I think the other priority by that for me, mate, is like I would look at Dearden and and uh, coach, but the big thing they need, Brisbane need a signing. Brisbane yeah. need like need like a Harry Grant, a, Bre- a Brandon Smith, a Cam Munster, someone from like, you know, really the top row. When was the last space. time they really moved the needle with a signing? Is it James Roberts? And even then that kind of fell in our laps. They it did was the pretty Jack cool Bird though. Like, it was a, that it was was a gross. great player. I like, loved it. But I mean, as in like, that only happened because of the Titans fuck-ups. But yeah. Like <laughs> Milford? Yeah, yeah, probably. Did Barber, Barber didn't work out, but like those are the when they did have when they do use their buying power, it exists. Uh, Edwin Smith says, "Is this the clean break from Facebook we all desperately needed, or will we go crawling back to the Zuck like the Sims we are?" I don't look. People were acting today on Twitter like like people were dead because of this Facebook thing. <laughs> like, it was the biggest overreaction to anything that I've ever seen in my entire life. Like. I literally have people like, oh, thinking of my friends at this, this, this place and this place today. And I'm like, bro, it's, it's one day. Like, calm down. They're obviously going to bring it back at some point. Yes. Relax. Uh, it didn't change my Facebook experience at all because I'm not 60 and I don't get my news from Facebook. Um, I use yeah, Facebook they also... what I do every day, talking in Messenger, and that's it. That's it. I mean, but and even then, old people don't use it for news. They use it for boomer memes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think, yeah, but Craig Kelly got knocked off as well. So that's good. It's obviously that's striking a blow, and I don't. In a vacuum, you you usually go fuck the Aussie government, you know, fuck Murdoch for this, or whatever. I actually don't really sit on that. I sit kind of in the middle on this thing, that like there's a bit of that element that obviously 
something being pushed by a news corp is generally evil. <laughs> but the, for the other side of it being that, like, well, Facebook and Google, are they going to pay for anything ever? Like, or they just keep, get, just keep making money. Everyone, let's just do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, but I usually do the opposite of what Scott Morrison says. So yeah, I'm so, going to yeah. have to side with uh, Google and Facebook on this one. Yeah, well, Google kind of cracked anyway. The, the other part is Facebook had like a year or two to do something and they haven't until they've got this deadline. They'll figure it out, whatever. And even then, like, I think Facebook said like their news traffic from Australian news sources in Australia is like 4% of their traffic. It's nothing. Yeah, right. Like Google would have been big for Google losing news, obviously. <laughs> but I was, I was surprised that number was that low for Facebook. Yeah, it's me too, actually. Yeah, that's because no one clicks on shit anymore, I guess. It's true. <laughs> I remember, dude, I had like a story me and, me and someone else wrote about um, the climate strike in Sydney and Bernie Sanders shared it on his Facebook page. Oh, yeah. And it was the top story on like the world news. Rate. It had like 90,000 upvotes. Yeah. And like those two sources combined got us like 2,000 clicks. That's it, man. It's quite funny. There's that warning on Twitter now about, do you want to read it before you share it? Yeah, I, I never I never get that warning because I always read it and I forget it exists because sometimes I'm so keen for an article like camp I'll retweet first read later I forget it happens and I'm like god is this how little pe- other people actually click on the thing it yeah. just is right yeah like obviously I'm not re- like I don't reshare dumb shit like Fox's takes for the sake of it so I'm obviously not getting clickbaited and sharing those things later I don't share those things but I only only re- like retweet things articles I want people actually to read <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no, it's all it's all much of a muchness. And two more Patreon questions. Uh, God, Jack, you got to change his name. No, he <laughs> doesn't. He cor- he does not. Uh, actually, refresh your page. There's been another one asked since That's we okay. started, so there's actually three more. Okay, why are so many people predicting the Cowboys in the bottom two or three when so many thought they were underachieving a roster due to a bad coach, and now they have a good coach? Yes, uh, I'm actually going to be writing a story about this tomorrow. I love being. Uh, it's it's great to be back in the saddle, to be honest. But um. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, there's a, there are huge raps on Todd Payton up there. A lot of people are rating him, obviously, as the best, one of the best, if not the best, young coaching prospect in the game. I mean, we saw the Warriors basically throw the kitchen sink at him last year. I do find it very strange that people think they're going to suck this year because, I mean, if you take what he did with the Warriors at the end of last year and you extrapolate that onto a Cowboys team, which is objectively a better roster, then yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, I can't see them being that bad again. I don't know what you think. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm a big fan of, of Todd Payton's work. And it's I was upset they got him after originally. They didn't really want it. Like, he's always been on the path to going back there and wanting to go back there from his past working there. Uh, but I was upset they got him because I rate him so much as a coach. And yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Jack. It's it's one of those things that footy fans in their early preseason predictions spend way too long copying and pasting last year's ladder and then doing like two takes. They're like, oh, I think this team will be good. Up yeah, they go. This will be bad. It's like no, it's half it changes every year. You're not doing enough. Like South Roosters and Melbourne stay constant. Everybody else moves around. That's yeah. how it works. Like you might remember when we do our preseason prediction, every year I'm always like, I have to force these changes. Yeah. Like I might not like it. I'm like, I'm always I always have like three teams out of my eight. I just have to because that's what happens every year. Yeah. Ha- I'm you have mind to do boggled. It. I looked at the wooden spoon market um the other day and the Cowboys have moved out quite a bit in fairness they were shorter beforehand but now they're out all the way out to $14 so they are equal sixth favorite but who they are equal sixth favorite with is what caught my eye Mitchell because they are equal sixth favorite with the Warriors at $14 and I think that is the value bet of the season yeah, so do I. I think that. And the Dragons still weren't, were still, they might have come in now, but they've come was, in now. They're $5. They're 50 cents 
shorter, uh, longer than the Bulldogs, who are favourites. And again, I don't think the Bulldogs or Brisbane are coming last either, and they're the two favourites. So yeah, well, that's it. They've, they've, they've skipped us, have they? The um, the Dragons. But... They're tied with you. Sorry, both oh, five goals. Go. Um, yeah, they were long odds the other week. But yeah, every year look at the eight. Like, and it, three teams drop out pretty much. That's just how it works. And you have to you have to do that next every year. Is pretty much you got to take at least two out at at worst, but three usually go. So yeah, yeah. Things are not going to be what people predict them like when they if they copy and paste last year's ladder. Jack's exactly right. New coach. That team was clearly demotivated last year. Clearly, just needed a change. New coach, different systems, decent roster, and I also like that he has the balls. And this is one of the great Bungard sayings of this of this podcast. You've always spoken about like the sunk cost fallacy. Yeah, like how if you have if you have that roster, it doesn't matter what you're paying them. What I really like is that he's probably going to play Val Holmes on the wing. Yes. Fuck Which is his best position. Yeah, that's it. And it's like, I think, you know, if I was paying a million dollars for Val Holmes for my club, he'd be my fullback. But my club doesn't have Scott Drinkwater as well. Yeah. And Drinkwater's a better fullback than Holmes. Drinkwater's a terrible defensive 5'8". Val Holmes might be the best or second or third best winger in the world. He's only an average fullback. It just makes sense. What's better for yeah, the whole team? I completely agree. And that's things like that. And the, and the chat about Tamalolo again. It, it's it's smart. It's smart coach chat. I didn't see instantly he was bitching any super coach catch stats were going to drop. Just fuck those people. But like he's like, I need more impact out of him. Even though he's the best player, the best forward in the world, he still wants more. That's good yeah. chat. Yeah, yeah. And then he's going to peel back his minutes, and it might work out. Who knows? Yeah, uh, I have sucked, been sucked into thinking of the Cowboys as a smoky to make the eight <laughs> too many so times. So am I. We'll see when we get there. But... Well, I'm not tipping the Tigers this year because I do that every year. So i got to go somewhere else. So yeah, might go Cowboys. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, Warwick Ahern says, thoughts on Selwyn Cobbo playing one half each in the Broncos who manly win them trial. Explain Friday. this to me. Uh, so firstly, is Selwyn Cobbo not the most Cherbra name of all time? And he is from Cherbra. But God, that is an indigenous name. <laughs> it's a great name. <laughs> It's great. So, uh, yeah, he's doing exactly what he said. He is playing half the game for the Broncos and half the game for the, the uh, winner Manly Seagulls. Why is that happening? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got an answer, because, but uh, that's happening in this weekend's game. The, the trial we play against the Queensland Cup team every year generally is always like three first graders and all young yep. fellas. So um, that's what he's doing. I have a question for you because I obviously pulled up that team sheet to look at it after that question came in. Um, we've talked all offseason about how Tavita Pango is going to play lock. He's been named at prop here. Is there? A, is that, does that matter? No, Ethan Bournemouth's at thirteen. So I think, I think it's the worst case of trying to keep a wrap, wrap under under the lid. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Because it's been spoken about in the in the media a few times too. But yeah, he's he's playing lock, uh, prop. There's only like three or four first grade players. In oh, the, hey, you've got the next Billy Slater at fullback. So yeah, see that. That was frustrating because all it, at least for once it wasn't. He looks like this guy, so he's this guy. Um, it's from Scott Sattler calling. So Reese Walsh is a young Broncos fullback, and he's the one actually th- I've thought for a couple of years now. When we the future for a Broncos fullback, so I didn't think it was Tessie and New, even though I like Tessie. Didn't think it was a Sarko. I always thought Sarko was a stopgap. A stopgap. I thought it was Reese Walsh, and he's been called by Scott Sattler better than Carmichael Hunt at the same age. There's very Carmichael Hunt who debuted in first grade at 17 and Reese Walsh. Do people not understand how good Carmichael Hunt was? Yeah, apparently not. But this, and then also comparing to Billy Slater, like, you know, oh, it's fast as it moves like. He was like, come on. Can we not do this? 
we're gonna do this. <laughs> it's I mean, you've got the full list of the next X, but there's been like six next Shane Webkeys, three next Jonathan Thurston's, like we had three know. next Sunny Bills and one off season at Brisbane <laughs> once. <laughs> and one of them was Andre Savelio. Oh. I remember yeah, Savelio, Dave Fafida, which is a fair enough one, and Jaden Silva. We're three and one off season. Yeah, right. <laughs> Why not? Why not? But yeah, there, I do think it's interesting. I guess because um, Selwyn is going to play for Manly, Manly Wynnum, they must have had a fight about it. I don't know. Um, Manly at peace question. Does anyone, does anyone, oh God, does any of this even matter? Does the NRL even want to succeed? Or are they trying to go bust by getting every single fan under the age of 65 offside with them by hiring a fucking police chief to control player behavior? It's a great question. I mean, he's not to know that we already spoke about this for 10 minutes, yeah. but yeah, I mean. It's silly. very in line with his club he's mad at, at the moment too, isn't it? As you said earlier. It's not a good time to be a Dragons fan. <laughs> Poor guy. Okay. Maybe we'll go over to Twitter. One. Only one. One. So we've got Edwin. No. <laughs> I'm not reading it, but... Um, uh, no, I don't know. Uh Okay, this one. Lambretta gets it. He says, Dragons v Broncos. Winner is a team that finishes high on the, on the ladder. How much is Mitch willing to bet on the to the back his team? Okay, well, well, it's more how much is the person I'm betting with willing to take. I'll put a case on that with anybody. Case bets is the, the economy of the of a real man. Yes. I, yeah. I mean, I've racked up a few over the years. It's pretty yeah. great. I've missed the years when I racked up three cases a year with the Knights. <laughs> Knights are, and last year, I would have done it again, but none of them took me up on it. They'd give it up. Got sick of giving me beer. That's fair. They would have won. I only had the bet with uh, Carlo, the, uh, Carlo Tyson. Uh, he Joey cleaned you up with that bobblehead, though. That he was did. incredible. He did. Somehow, that was my loss. <laughs> it's pretty cool. But, yeah. Um, and then uh, our good, one of our good friends on Patreon, who is a Patreon, said, if only regular Twitter users could see the incredible question quality that permeates from the Patreon group. Oh yeah, I didn't know who that was. <laughs> yeah, I'm you not going to reveal, but he, yeah, he's on. But, but um, yes. yeah, because I said two dollars to find out, and he says I pay double that. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> all right. I paid, I pay at least twice that much. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome to the tipping comp, anonymous person. Um, okay. That's it. That's cool. It. We're getting out of here. All right. Uh, enjoy the footy on the weekend, guys, and we will be back to talk to you again oh, yeah, next we'll, week. We're gonna start doing team previews shortly. You'll get your one. Yeah, yeah the day. daily pods will be coming next next week. Next week? Next week. I think it's, I was looking, trying to figure the amount of days out because I'm an idiot. It's like, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's like halfway through next week or the start of the week. We'll figure it out. We'll work it out. All right. <laughs> Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. And it's goodbye from me. <laughs> <laughs>